So we have the great blessing to come together every afternoon and to cultivate this beautiful reflection on love. And one of the most distinctive characteristics of metta or love, loving kindness, this basic goodness of the heart is this nature to expand, to be inclusive. So as the week goes by, Kamala and I will take turns offering instructions and you'll see how with the different instructions from day to day, you'll see how we invite ourselves, the heart to open up and to include and to meet the world to meet all beings, to meet our experience with kindness, with a sense that this too belongs. But just as a short introduction before we do the guided sit, the object of awareness in this practice is this particular attitude or quality of the mind. So the Pali word is metta. One way I like to sense it and talk about it is as a generosity of the heart. The heart that's willing to be close because it cares the heart that's willing to feel and be touched and be moved because it cares, cares enough to be close, cares enough to be touched. And to see this sensitivity, see the response of this sensitivity as a natural generosity, a giving away of goodness, of well-wishing, wishing well, for ourselves and for others and for all things. And this generosity, this expansive quality is something that can be directly felt or attuned to. So I'm just prompting us all to be sensitive to that expansive, generous, beautiful quality of the heart. So we'll take some time at the beginning of the set just to make any last adjustment. Even the act of settling the body can be a movement of kindness because we care. Stabilizing the posture as best you can. If any time during the set, there's a lot of discomfort and in a gentle way that it's just a continuation of kindness, make an adjustment, including even if you need to, quietly standing up as you continue the practice until you feel ready to sit back down.
And sitting here, we recognize this experience of the body. The mind is knowing the body, connecting with the body. And in a way, this is the primary relationship the mind has, this relationship with the body. So it's a really good place to get a sense of this generosity of the heart, get a sense of what metta can be. Taking the time, let the attention open to the qualities, the sensations in the face and along the top of the head and sides of the head, back of the head. And let this be a generous, open-hearted connection as we simply feel open to the sensations here in the head and face. A willingness to be close to the sensations here because the heart cares, cares enough to be close, to listen and receive how it is here around the mouth, around the eyes. I care about these sensations here. Care about this head and this face, the way it is. Care enough to be close, to smile with affection, with appreciation, with tenderness, as the awareness simply receives, knows the sensations here and the face and throughout the head, no matter how they are now. So many beautiful qualities such as patience, fearlessness, May this head, all the sensations here, the face, may it be at ease. May love and wisdom protect the face and head. And we let the awareness drop down into the shoulders, tops of the shoulders, the neck, the throat, And we take some time simply receiving this generous, generous capacity to include, to be close, to be intimate with the sensations here in the throat and neck and shoulders. as if there were a simple warm smile as we sense and open to these parts of the body, the throat, neck, shoulders. Caring enough to be close, 
And just in your own words, offering a simple wish, blessing, if that's useful, something like, I care about these sensations here. I care enough to be intimate. And I care enough to wish well. May the neck and the throat and the shoulders, may all these places be at ease, happy and at ease, protected in all ways. We take the time and let the attention drop into both arms and hands, simply receiving the sensations as an act of love, being close, letting the hands and arms be the way that they are now, because we care. A simple blessing, this awareness of the arms and hands. Relearning what it means to be present, to be intimate as an act of love or kindness. And I care enough to open to the sensations here in the arms and throughout the hands. Care enough to be patient, to be intimate, and to let these sensations be, and to wish, may the arms, the sensations here in the arms and hands May it be all at ease. May the arms and hands be protected, free from suffering. And we take the time, let the attention open, meet the entire torso now, front side and back side, surface and inside. So the whole chest and upper back, solar plexus, mid-back, kidneys, and the entire abdomen and lower back, right down to the base, floor of the pelvis, the groin, just opening as an act of kindness. A willingness, a generous willingness to be present with the entire trunk, just as it is now. I care about these sensations here. 
care enough to be close, undefended. I care enough to relax here, opening, allowing, And I care enough to offer these generous wishes. May the trunk be at ease, protected in all ways from harm. May the entire trunk, the torso be happy And again, you can sense that simple, warm smile, qualities of appreciation and tenderness, acceptance, equanimity. And we let the attention drop down a little further into the pelvis and down into both legs. the thighs, the bend of the knees, shins and calves, ankles, heels, both feet, sides of the feet, tops, toes, bottoms of the feet. It's a simple blessing simply to open this willingness to be close to the sensations here, both legs and feet. Caring enough to bring this steady, patient attention here care enough to connect with the sensations here, to feel the legs and let them be, and caring enough to wish both legs, all the sensations here, ease, the ease of well-being, happiness, health, Happy legs, happy feet. And sensing, if you can, what a beautiful, simple but beautiful blessing it is simply to be aware of both legs and feet. This willingness to be close and to let things be. caring about this whole body together now. Feeling the vibration of the body sitting. The great movement of sensation, the great mystery of the body right here. 
I care about this body. May this body be safe and protected in all ways. May it be happy and peaceful, healthy and at ease. Notice if you can this generous attention to the body, this presence, feeling it as the activity of loving kindness to be present in this way. This attitude that is willing to include the body as it is now, not needing the body to be different than it is now. And that too is a blessing, that acceptance of the body, the sensations as they are. May this body be safe and protected, happy, peaceful, healthy and free from pain. May this body be at ease. And right here at the center of things is this sensitive heart that feels. Notice how the heart is now. I care about this heart here that feels, this heart that is touched by experience all the time pleasant experience and neutral and, of course, unpleasant experience too. I care about the sensitive heart. I care enough to be close, to acknowledge that the heart is like this now, feels like this, might feel numb, might feel beautiful, warm, loving, might feel tight, but however it feels, it is possible to care about how it is now, this heart. I care enough to be close, to breathe in, feeling the heart, to breathe out, feeling the quality of the heart, I care about this life. I care enough to wish well, to offer this generous wish 
May this heart be safe and protected in all ways. May the deepest wisdom and love protect me always. May this heart be happy, peaceful. May I take care of this life with wisdom and ease, with joy. I care about this heart. So again, we can sense a serene, tender smile, sensing this heart here, this tender, sensitive place. Knowing that it's not easy being a human being, we appreciate the tenderness of this heart, the sensitivity of this heart. And feel free to use phrases. I'll go through them one more time. Or just do the practice in silence. I do care about this heart, this life right here. May this heart be safe and protected in all ways. May wisdom and love be the heart's protectors. May this heart be happy and peaceful. May this heart take care of this life with real ease and joy. Of course, you can change the phrases, simplify them. Today, we're coming back to this simple, beautiful experience of caring about this heart, this life right here. And notice at times the expansive nature, how the love naturally fills the space of the body, the heart, the mind, nothing is left untouched by this goodness of metta, the heart that cares and wishes well. So continue for a while in silence.
the actual object of meditation is the expansive quality of love, metta itself. But use the phrases and other mental images that help to keep this beautiful attitude of mind in mind. It can be as simple as repeating the word love or metta from time to time as you feel that light, beautiful quality from the heart expanding outward. Or go go through some of the traditional phrases in a relaxed way where you connect with the meaning of the words.
sensing a very beautiful, simple but beautiful, radiant, warm goodness in the heart. I care about this goodness here in the heart. Care enough to be close. May this goodness continue and increase and never end. The heart that cares, the heart that wishes well, a heart that's willing to include. Feel this abundance of the heart like a warm smile that goes out, fills the space of the body and the mind and continues outward. The sense of the whole room filling with this simple goodness, generosity of the heart. May this being, may all beings be safe and happy, healthy and at ease. May the goodness of this heart continue and increase and never end. Buddha taught us this way of practicing loving kindness, he wrote or said rather, 
I will abide pervading one quarter with a heart, a mind imbued with loving kindness. So as the second quarter, the third, the fourth, above and below, around and everywhere, I will abide pervading the all-encompassing world (coughs) with a heart, a mind, imbued with loving kindness, with goodness. Abundant, exalted, immeasurable, without any hostility or ill will. So for the last few seconds, just learning to trust the naturalness of this attitude of love or metta. This generosity of the heart that includes, that connects, that cares. May all beings be at ease. May all beings be free from suffering and the causes for suffering. May all beings be at ease. So we'll take some time and see if there are any questions about the practice. Many of you have been practicing for a while and, you know, there are different instructions, different ways that teachers introduce the metta practices. And of course, in this field especially, there's really room for creativity, right? How to keep that particular theme a particular quality or attitude of mind, how to keep it in the forefront. And in that way, it's a concentration practice or an object-oriented practice. We're practicing not forgetting this beautiful quality we call metta, or loving-kindness. So questions that you might have. Please. Can I just make a comment? I had a wonderful time imagining, this sounds so graphic, but literally imagining holding a heart. And it was just, it was really great. It was really great. Yeah, it's really important that we allow for that 
intuition or that creativity because certain certain uh, images or just ways of holding the practice would be very powerful. Like I mentioned the smile, which for some people is useful, but it might not, that image may not be useful for people. Or uh, Venerable Analio, this wonderful German monk and uh, teacher, Kamala's recently led a program with him, and I've done a few retreats with him, and he has this nice image of this light, like a warm light, and we're just opening the curtains. We're not even trying to send the light up because the nature of the light is to go out and expand. We're just opening the curtains, you know, so the light can do what not light does naturally, just radiate out. And so this is a subtle quality. So it's nice to have images or phrases that aren't too forceful, aren't so demanding, but more of a, an invitation and more uh, have a flavor like of confidence in the goodness, in the expansive quality of this goodness, instead of trying to make it so or make it happen. Yeah, thanks for sharing that with us. I'm sure other people will find it useful. Other questions or comments about the practice today? Yeah, please. Um, I appreciated that this particular metta practice brought sort of an insight that I've had about the nature of love on a really like visceral level of feeling like just like repeating the word love, love. And it's hard though because the insight I had is that like like Tara Brock has this thing about like, you know, Sisyphus and you're rolling up the boulder all the time and the boulder is like all the ways you try to control and control and over control. And it's like, okay, but if I don't do that and if I don't have all these opinions and judgments and try to control the world, then like there's nothing left but just love. And then I'm just like this ball of love. And that doesn't seem like sustainable, you know, like, or safe. Um, and I don't know if you could speak to maybe that balance, but there, you know, what else is necessary? Yeah, I don't know if people in the back could hear her comments and question, but just she re- recalled a talk from Tara Brock about syphysis and that idea of pushing the boulder, keeping the boulder from falling down, and uh, as representing all the controlling tendencies of our mind. And uh, just concerned that if we open to this kind of love, this metta, that um, will be this, what did you say, ball of gush? Ball of love. Ball of love. Gushy love. Maybe that was my insertion. And, uh, and would that be safe? And the thing about love, you know, we, we talk about it as a subtle, beautiful, expansive quality of the heart. But uh, love is really, like in the Buddhist tradition, one of the really uh, useful things and how they talk about love is it knows how to show up. Love is, in a way, like if you want to be really technical, love is that quality of the mind that knows how to show up, knows how to connect. And anytime in the world we need a powerful response, the world is asking from us a powerful response, speaking truth to power or whatever it might be. To do that, the heart has to connect, it has to show up. Because that powerful response 
is going to come out of the intimacy of being really there. And when you look at, you know, through history or look at people we might consider to be saints or great leaders, it's really useful to, I mean, we won't really know because we can't get inside of their, their life and their mind at that time, but you can get a sense of somehow their ability, their capacity to be touched by life, to really be there, to be intimate, to see what's happening, to feel what's happening. And their leadership, their wisdom, their fierce compassion really comes from that being touched, being there. So we have to dismiss this idea that love doesn't come with power to change, to transform, and basically believe and eventually see directly it's the opposite. Love is the most transforming power. So love isn't weak and love isn't always yielding. Love shows up and responds appropriately in the moment. That's sort of what it does. Because love has this capacity to include. Because we care. We care enough that we're willing to be open and undefended. Not so we can be the great you know, rug that everybody walks over, but so that we can respond appropriately. Because we care, sometimes the response needs to be more of a yielding response, and sometimes the appropriate response is quite fierce. But we won't know unless we're really willing to show up. But it does, like you're suggesting, I think it takes a lot of work, a lot of confidence in our own experience of love or metta to really begin to trust it as our motive force in life, in our relationships, and you know, our activism or whatever, wherever our life takes us. And it needs to, you know, the idea and the practice is we're letting go of the motive force of greed and aversion and fear and hate. So we better find something else because you're right, we'll just be sort of unresponsive unless we unleash that capacity of love. You should hear Kamala tell stories about raising her children. And you really get a sense of how powerful and fierce and uh, responsive love can be. And some of you are parents and you know that. Um, Or you've just experienced that in other places of your life. And it's really more about seeing where it's already manifested, that creative and powerful responsive love. And then just looking like, why can't that be in these other places? And teasing out what's in the way so that it's not... It's not something we find only in one place in our life or only occasionally in places in our life, but really becomes more of the regular motive force. Thanks for bringing that up. Time for a couple more. Any other thoughts? Oh, yes, please. Overwhelming, and uh, I've I've done a little bit of tonglen practice. 
practice, which is very helpful, I think, but I just, I'm not sure, like just now when it came up, I wasn't sure where to go with it. Yeah. So the, the way that I've been um, recently practicing in the last 10 years or so, and uh, I think it really corresponds to how the Buddha talked about metta practice, is that we find something not theoretical, but we find something, or not aspirational, like to love all beings unconditionally. We find something actual in our direct experience. And we understand as we get intimate with that actual experience of metta, we see its nature is to expand. It's not like I want it to expand. It's actually its nature. It's like a well, an upwelling. And it, ju- it doesn't run out. Its nature is just to keep moving. And when we discover that, then it naturally goes out to include everything. But we, we, wanna st- we don't want to impose anything on the experience. We want to be aware of the experience. This is an awareness practice. It's just in, you know, we have an exclusive object of awareness in this case, right? The attitude, the feeling, the experience of metta or love. And we're trying to understand its nature. And you'll see that nature. So you just let it until the mind trusts it more and more. And then that, that trust, that knowing of it, it strengthens, it sort of supports or allows the mind to realize more and more that expansive quality, that there really isn't anything that needs to be excluded in love. So we can hear those words now, and I think it's useful, that even the idea of universal love or unconditional love or caring for all beings, indiscriminate acts of kindness, you know, things like that. But we have to live into it. You know, we have to be willing to directly see where the limits are and be really patient there. Just take a step back into where... There is a natural quality of inclus- including or inclusivity and, and resting and trusting and wishing well and let it move beyond that when it moves beyond that. Yeah, thanks for bringing that up. Yeah, Philip. I have, uh, in our sangha back home, one of our teachers was talking about the meta practice and uh, her problem was... <clears throat> that she found herself falling into rote in, in the repetition of the phrases and um, was struggling with that because she wanted it to be real. She wanted it to be powerful in her. And um, and you're, you're talking about something very different. Your heart is there. It's really there for people. But it struck me that when she was talking about it, I thought, what if I picture a face? You know, the, the notion of you know, having someone, your loved one in front of you, doing metta with them and strangers. What if I picture a face? What if I see an individual? Not just, there are so many starving children. Select one. Look at one. Look at a starving child. Look, see the face. And, and then, it can, then it can be a, a real gift, it seems to me, of, of, of metta, a real giving of your heart to this one person, or maybe it's a family, or maybe a village, something that makes it real. And I've tried to do that, I've worked with that, and it seemed, it, for me at least, it's helped me um, have metta be a, a deep 
uh, experience where there's actually a flow coming out of my heart. Not just it's not just the phrases; it's about the person. It's about the face. And you'll see. Thanks, Philip. And you'll see as the week goes on that Kamala and I will be, you know, inviting people to bring different groups, different people, individuals to mind. But there will always remain this element of like, and always, this is true in practice, of taking responsibility and really learning in our own mind what works. And, and, but we also have to be willing to try some things, which is why you know, it's partly what our responsibility is, is to present or to offer some suggestions. And you know, we, we hear, we get other input too. And then to check it out in our own mind, in our own heart. Any last questions before we do some walking practice? So just in your own way, try to keep this theme. Notice how it affects just your attitude as you do your walking practice. Thanks, everyone.